0: Welcome back to Araliyah Yoming Today we're going to be learning together Mitzorah Chameshi, the fifth Aliya in Pasha's Mitzorah. The topic of Araliyah is the Zav. We'll see what that is in just a second. Araliyah runs from Perik Yodalad, Mnun Dalad, to Perik Tesov Tesov, and that is 19 Psukim in total. So let's do a quick overview of Araliyah and perhaps dive straight into the ideas itself. With the, the last, the first four Psukim are really capstone Reminder about all the Tzaras. This is the Torah, the teachings of all the different types of Tzaras. To teach us the difference between the pure days, the impure days. And it ends the section of Tzaras. We then enter into a section which is called Zav. That's the primary section. Zav uh, is generally translated a person who has a flow, a man who has a flow. His flow is impure. And then we hear a number of halakhas which govern this individual. He, uh, We hear about all the different things that he can impure, may make impure through his state or touching him or interacting with him. And then we hear about the seven-day period in which um, he, uh, he is impure, and at the end he has to do a mikveh, wash his clothes, and uh, be, and then brings these korbanos, the, uh, a chatas, a and a, um, um, the, these um, two the, the these two doves. One is a chatas, one is an olah, and the, the person will get atonement and be purified again. So, very strange parasha, what is going on here? How do we understand it? So the first thing we need to contemplate on is what is the zav? Rashi explains: This is a person who has a type of bodily emission from the man's genitals, which will, which is white and similar to semen, but not precisely the same. Um, the Bible term explains that the word zav actually comes from the word we famously know uh, when we talk about the land of Israel. We call zavas chalav a land flowing with milk and honey. So the word means a flow. So it's a unusual flow from the man's body. That's what's referred to over here. Now, what makes this person impure? Rashi explains, quoting the Gemara that there is actually two different stages here. If a man were to see this type of emission or this excretion, um, once or twice, they automatically become impure. Upon the third sighting of it, then the person not only becomes impure but would require a carbine to exit the state of impurity as well so the first two are less severe than the last two as well the the, the Malbin points out that if we look at this as back to back to nagaim to the Plague of saras, this is a little more severe than the Plague of saras in that this is an involuntary experience um, whereas the tzaras comes upon voluntary activities which warrant a spiritual disease. Yeah, we have some sort of spiritual disease or spiritual effect which is coming into into place because of an involuntary activity. Now, what what ways does a zav impurify others so just a brief overview of some of the aspects of our mishnah it is very complicated the, these laws of purity and impurity are extremely complicated it is worthwhile taking a look at the Tiferes Yisraels uh, Rav Lefshus's introduction to Seder Tyros to appreciate the full um, range of all the different steps of Tum and uh, but just as a brief overview over here, is we hear that a person who is a Zav, is matame will make impure for Mishkav, that means to say something which um, is made for lying on, which the Zav will lean or lie on. The moshav is something made for sitting, which he will sit on. Magai's is direct touch and then masa is something let's say that it is picked up of his let's say he spits on the ground somebody lifts up or mu- uh, that, that that spit that that person will become Tameh. merikav is something which he's riding on but not actually perhaps uh, not a moshav or mishkav. so let's say for instance the front of the the um saddle which is holding him in place you know um would be a, mer- a merikav as well so important implications in Aurelia, which are described over here as understood through rashi is the mishkav and moshav that's the one that he lays upon or sits Upon create an av hatuma, a high we'll call rank A, one level one of Tumma, which is Matame odom Vakele, which can therefore impurify a person and other vessels. So therefore, let's say a zav laid upon a mattress, that mattress will now impurify another person and, and vessels. Whereas the whereas a the tumma's maga, if the zav just touches something that only is a lower level it's what's called a vladhatuma which is really a we'll call it tier two which can only metame um my um, food so it, it, it's a lower level of tumah to be mitame. another important note thing to note of here is that mer, mishkav and moshav that's lying and sitting are even if there's no direct contact so let's say the princess and the piece so let's say there's 10 mattresses and the zav lies upon them even if he's not directly touching the bottom one he is metame it through mishkav but uh, Maga would be if he touched it directly. We also notice that the merka, that's sort of the saddle, the saddle over there is a lower level tumor and therefore the tumor is only lasts until the evening. We also notice that the Formasa, moshav, and Mishkav, those are for carrying it, for, lie, for the Zav lying or sitting upon it, or, or the excretions, the person who comes in time with these becomes impure until evening, and they need to wash their clothes and go to the mikvah. So, just a few basics in this area is something which we are not so versed with today because we are not in the stage of keeping with the halachas tahara at this stage in the game. When the of Haminash will be rebuilt, we will become much more well versed with this as well. Basic question over here is what? Why does a person become a zav? The Sforno says it's because of a person who is overly observed, overly uh, overly absorbed in sexual indulgences. Um, the way he says it is. Is a person is too involved in sexual activities, and its thoughts, and therefore result in this condition which will make a person impure. The Rambam seems to suggest that it is actually really a regular sem- seminal flow for a man, but It gets stuck inside the body and comes out later because of some sort of malfunction, which actually leads us to the very fascinating observation of the Ramban. And that is that really this person is in a dire state of sickness. And the person in their state of sickness is when they become Pure, it's actually them healing. And therefore, the korban they're bringing over here is a korban of thanksgiving for coming out of that dire situation. The Barabbin Bachaya says not only is the the korban a hoidah, a thanksgiving, but it's also a kapora, a chatas, a sin offering for the sins which led them to that situation. We view sicknesses as a warning sign from God, not as simply a bother. And that's what Rabbin and the Ramban explain. It is worthwhile noting though that the Mishnah in Zavim on the second parak in the second, second Mishnah does tell us that when a person would come forward with this condition, they would do tests upon the person to make sure that there was no or they would ask questions as to whether this was as a function of overeating, over-drinking, heavy lifting, overexertion, sickness, or sexual thoughts or or or, or gazing. So meaning to say that the Mishnah understands that this was purely a spiritual disease and it could not have been out of a sp- S- uh, simply a speculative or a physical exertion which cho- shows us the higher level of what's going on over here um, and the, the the it is worthwhile noting as Rav Ra- points out in Oz Naim that in the first time a person is metame even be even involuntarily there afterwards it is uh, it uh, it cannot be it, it has to be through um, voluntary action and uh, and dis- decisions with this we conclude the fifth Aliyah in Metzarah meantime Mi have a wonderful and meaningful day